When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out to Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up, that's your Monday, coming off a wet and busy weekend. You're dodging raindrops. So a lot of sports going on. UT baseball over at the dish. The pitch at Q2 Stadium continues to be a problem for Austin FC. Big crowds, but no wins. Eight straight matches now without a victory for the Verde. We'll talk about the, their struggles continuing over the weekend. Round Rock Express were playing out at the Dell Diamond. Also, congrats to the uh, high school teams that have advanced into the second round of the baseball playoffs after the area round this weekend. They had all kinds of rain issues there. But, man, how about the uh, Round Rock-Westlake matchup that's coming up this weekend in the state baseball playoffs? Oh, yeah. That should be spectacular. Uh, Georgetown and uh, Round Rock-Westlake. Um, a bunch of teams. We'll get out a flex segment coming up. But uh, Burnett and Granger-Lano all moved through, uh, went through the rain of the weekend. So congrats there. On a good, bad, and ugly weekend. Can I give you my ugliest of the weekend, Buck? What was that? Uh, heading downtown Saturday evening, about 5 o'clock, 5.30, to go to dinner, and we're going to go see the Jason Isbell concert at the Moody Center, uh, Moody Theater. And uh, driving right down 35, coming up on Riverside. There's a dang, like, pothole on the on the freeway. Like a monster? Oh, Pop my tire. My left front tire, driver's side front. I hit the thing going about 60 miles an hour, and pow, immediate. Gone. Tire. So there's your boy under the Riverside Bridge in his uh, dressed-up-to-go-out clothes. Just to go out clothes? Changing that dang tire. Come on, 35. Come on, Texas. What are we doing? Like a, There's like a hole in the road. Crying out loud. So, yeah, that was not fun. Concert was great. Uh, evening was good, but it was kind of humid. I was a sweat, sweaty fool after change, changing the tire under 35. Good no Lord. Fun. Yeah, man. Fortunately, you know. It's kind of a people are kind of crawling. Should have called me. You know, I could have got there and jacked that baby up real quick. Yeah, you were going to be the last person I was going to call <laughs> in that moment, but uh, yeah, man, it's one of those because you know, anytime you got to be on the freeway, it's kind of scary. But that's kind of a slow. People kind of crawl through there. Oh my no one's goodness. going real fast at that point, which is good. Um, but yeah, that was that was not great. But just just slowed us down. Didn't didn't end the night. We had a good time. But uh, yeah, tire. Yeah, can't have holes in the road. Thirty five. What are we doing? I don't know if the wa- like the rain washed something out or created something, but uh, that was not cool. On just uh, Saturday fixed the evening. pothole that they didn't really fix the first time. Yeah, I'll have to get the discount tire today. Get that taken care of. Got the old that little you got to drive around that little spare on it. You know what I mean? A little uh, a little baby, <laughs> a little baby, baby tire, tire. A little baby tire. I drove I drove around on that donut for a whole summer one time. What? There's no way. That's supposed to go like more than 100 miles on one uh, of those yeah, things. Well, push the limits. <laughs> push the limits. Wow. I love it. 
Well, I hope everybody had a great weekend, whatever you were up to. Uh, to enjoyed, of course, Mother's Day yesterday. So let's get to the headlines, though. Trending topics, make sure you're fully aware and up, up to date as you get up and out. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with the NBA playoffs. Yeah, Game 7 in Boston yesterday. Very little drama. Jason Tatum and the Celtics turned a good game into a rout with a third-quarter eruption. and roll past the 76ers, 112-88. They advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll face the Miami Heat beginning on Wednesday night. Game was tied at 55 in the third quarter. That's when the Celtics poured it on, went on a 25-3 run, finished the quarter outscoring the Sixers 33-10, and they cruised to the win. Jason Tatum poured in a Game 7 record-high 51 points. In the victory. Also from the NBA, troubling behavior of Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant continued over the weekend. The team has suspended their young point guard from all team activities after Morant was again seen flashing what appeared to be a handgun on an Instagram Live clip. Quite a winning weekend on the 40 acres. Texas baseball won two out of three from San Jose State. Lost that first game 6-4, to four, but then went on to outscore the Spartans 42-9 to nine in games 2 and 3 to take the series. Eric Kennedy drove in 8 as part of that 24-3 win on Friday night. Uh, Saturday, Garrett Gilmet drove in four. Dylan Campbell extended his record-hitting streak to 30 games as the Horns rolled 18-6. to Texas will wrap up their regular season this weekend, hosting first place West Virginia in a three-game series. Longhorns still mathematically alive to win the Big 12. They were to sweep the Mountaineers this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Also this weekend, the, after falling in the championship game of the Big 12 tournament, 7th-ranked Texas softball team seeded as the 13th overall seed for the NCAA Division I softball championship. Horns are going to host Seton Hall, Texas A&M, and Texas State in a four-team regional this weekend at McCombs Field. Top-ranked Texas women's track and field team and Texas rowing teams both claimed Big 12 championships over the weekend, and both the Texas men's and women's tennis teams advanced to the U.S. National Tennis Campus in Orlando in the NCAA tournament. Austin FC's winless match streak in the MLS is now 8. Their 1-0 loss to Dallas FC on Saturday night at Q2 Stadium dropped the Verde to 0-4-4 in their last eight matches. They've taken just four of a possible 24 points in the last uh, couple of months, sitting at 12th place in the Western Conference. They'll play in Seattle on Wednesday night. Major League Baseball, Rangers clobbered Oakland 11-3 yesterday. Astros took the rubber game of their series on the south side of Chicago with a 4-3 win. Round Rock fell to Oklahoma City again, 7-5 at Dell Diamond. And in golf, the Byron Nelson Championship up there in McKinney, Texas. Jason Day ended a five-year winless streak, firing a final round 62 to finish a stroke ahead of two others. The 35-year-old former world number one had gone 105 starts between wins. He'll now be among the favorites at the season's second major championship. The PGA Championship tees off Thursday in Rochester, New York. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That tournament up there in in, in uh, Dallas, E, that must be a heck of a place. What do they call it? The Ranch? Uh, Craig Ranch. Craig Ranch? Craig Ranch. Wow. Yeah, McKinney, Texas, about 30 miles north of Dallas. Remember, they used to play down In Arlington? Was it in Arlington? No, it was down. Fort Worth. Oh, the Colonial's in Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, Byron Nelson was, uh, what, Los Colinas? Los Colinas, that's right. Los Colinas. That's where, yeah. They outgrew Los Colinas. That's where all the pretty girls used to hang out, Los Colinas, (laughs) at that golf tournament. Uh, The Byron Nelson. But yeah, Jason Day, super, super yesterday. The 62, come on now. Uh, kind of felt like mean, he's been playing as a, as a top five, top ten player this year, and just hadn't posted a victory. But did this did emphatically yesterday. Had to wait because he posted sixty two pretty early, and had to wait on to see if anybody was going to tie him or pass him, and uh, no one was able to. He posted the posted the low number and wins the Byron Nelson. They're gonna they'll be back at the Colonial in two weeks uh, in Fort Worth, but they're going to play the PGA Championship this week uh, up there in Rochester, New York. So uh, awesome golf on the brain. For sure. It says, E, you don't have roadside assistance. 
Um, they take too long sometimes. I probably do. I just did, you know what? It took 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's not like, that hard to change tire. By the time buffy. I call them and wait. and Roadside assistance is going to take at least an hour. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. No, is that what just, you do? Yeah, that's what I do. Yes. That's <laughs> what I do. Take a nap I, in your car or what? I, I pay for assistance. Yes, I pay AAA to come and do that every year. I give, I give them that $60, $60 a year and just, yes. That's, I mean, AAA is real nice if like your car overheats or your battery dies or so. That's happened to me on the way yeah, back. Yeah, if you're from stranded Dallas. and you don't, your car won't go, then that's probably that. But the to tire. change the tire, yes, pretty simple procedure. To but, change my tire, that's exactly what I do. But I was a sweaty. I get my old body that. underneath all that. Was, but even in your your whole life, you never changed tire. No. What What would you What What did you do when you were younger and you didn't have triple? I didn't get flats. Okay. How's that? <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, well. Or I ride that rim all the way to the gas station. Let's dive into your coach's corner on a Monday morning. It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Tom McKay and his crew, always the best. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, Buck. So, uh, by the way, Ty, to you and Tom McKay, your, your Dallas Stars, feeling okay? Feeling good. Game big seven. Big game. That game is tonight? Mm-hmm. You you feeling confident? Texas Stars, Dallas Stars will play in the uh, game seven with the Seattle Kraken. How's the Texas Stars? Are they hanging in there too? Still? Uh, they went to Milwaukee this weekend in their Calder Cup playoffs, and uh, I'll get you the scores coming up. But uh, they they played games Friday and Saturday. There they're playing Wednesday night back at uh, HEB Center in uh. Cedar Park. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's even one 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 when they play Wednesday night. But uh, Dallas Stars tonight playing to advance. Uh, Stanley Cup play has been good. Yeah, no, I, like, I've been saying it. I've been watching more NHL than NBA the past few weeks. Um, it's exciting. I've watched Vegas and Vegas close out Edmonton last night in Edmonton. It surprise. Was, I know, yeah, big surprise. Connor McDavid and then uh, the last Canadian team standing falls. So um, I'm excited. I, I think we win tonight and we'll have a good series with Vegas starting next week. Or yep. this week. This week. All right, so Coach's Corner, Buck. Obviously, the, the coaches, when they're – Seasons come to an end, get put under a microscope. Glenn Rivers, Doc Rivers. Remember, we call him Glenn now. Well, actually, he calls him there's only Glenn. one Doc. There's only one Doc in Philadelphia. That's uh, the good Dr. So J. a lot of highlights of Dr. J and Larry Bird. But it's uh, obviously Doc Rivers reached, a, reached the high with the championship in Boston, but has not been able to uh, replicate, right, in many chances. Now, five straight Game 7 losses. Uh, he's now seven. He's now lost 10 Game 7s. Time to move coach. on from Doc in Philly. You think so? Yes. There's a lot of talk about that. I mean, the James Harden's a free agent. Uh, Joel Embiid is the MVP, but both of those guys. Can I play this? Do you have the Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid sound I sent you? Ty, here's Joel. Uh, Joel, 15-point performance. It was Jason Tatum, the superstar that rose up and you know, carried his team with 51 record-setting points. But here's Joel Embiid afterwards, maybe not with the best, uh, best awareness. Uh, we got the chance to win, but, you know, it's going to take, you know, more than us. Uh, we all got to look at ourselves. Uh, I, I got to be better, and I will be better. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. Um, you know, all of us, uh, we got to, you know, come back and uh, find ways uh, to just keep improving and, you know, help the team. Uh, you can't win alone. Uh, I can't win alone. I can't. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played 5-on-5. Five five. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, 
you know, trying to keep finding ways to get better, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Ooh, well, can't win alone. Me and James can't win alone. He also said, I will get better, and I will. He said, I will, I'll try to get better, and I will get better. Well, he's got to be better in those moments, and uh, a lot of people taking that final cut and uh, running with it that uh, can't win alone and throwing the rest of the team under the bus. Uh, when he's the star and he's the MVP and uh, wasn't, there was just almost a lack of fire from the Sixers yesterday and, and in game six. Like, almost like they didn't want, I don't want to say they didn't want to win, but man, they just didn't have the, the energy, the intensity, the passion it's going to take to win a game on the road, and we know that they played lame in game six on their own home floor. That they did. And uh, that's what's got uh, Glenn Rivers, Doc Rivers, in some hot water, and uh, the changes could be coming there. Uh, Meanwhile, in Phoenix, they fired Monty Williams. He's out. See you later. Coach of the year one year, that's the NBA, man. They They fire coaches pretty quick in the NBA. And think of Monty Williams, Buck. He wins coach of the year. He's taken the Suns. From the from the basement to the top, he was in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. Lost to the Bucks. Now he's out because you know they traded the guts of the team to get Kevin Durant. And you know, you know Kevin Durant in a closeout game against the Nuggets went eight for nineteen, which you know that's not going to get it done. He makes eight shots. Uh, that's not is that Monty Williams' fault that they don't have a lot of depth and Devin Booker looked banged up at the end. But in the end, change of uh, change of voice in Phoenix. I'm is confused coming. on how Jason Kidd has a job still. In Dallas, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Ime Udoka is now in Houston. The uh, the Milwaukee Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, and now Monty Williams fired. I mean, these are, I mean, Nick Nurse. We got a championship in Toronto. He's fired. I mean, uh, yeah, and Jason Kidd. Nick still. Nurse may be the next dude in Philly. Could be. That'd be a good fit. I heard JJ Redick might be the dude in Toronto. JJ Redick taking a look at yeah. Him. I like that. He does a good job on ESPN. J.J. Uh, Redick, interesting. The former Duke Blue Devil. I like it. Okay, so uh, we've got plenty of hoops, and we got the conference finals set up. Uh, is there a definitive coaching advantage in our coaches' corner here in these series? You've got uh, uh, Darvin Ham, L.A. Lakers, and Michael Malone head-to-head. I like that a lot. Uh, obviously, it's a Jokic-Anthony Davis big man battle. LeBron's LeBron. Uh, it's a good series. And Denver, this is the, really the first opportunity, I think, for the, for the world or the nation to see Denver. In a big spot, it's going to be a marquee matchup with the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James. Uh, you know, Denver can really they just have silence such a better critics. Ban- their bench. They do. They seem to have the better team, but the Lakers have been doubted since the trade deadline that, that they could even make the playoffs, much less be playing in the Final Four. Uh, so pretty impressive for Darvin Ham to keep this thing. Obviously, they added pieces, got rid of Russell Westbrook, which was huge addition by subtraction, and um, Anthony Davis and LeBron have. You know, done their thing, and they've had enough role support step up. And man, Austin Reeves again was great in Game Six. Close out on Friday night. Um, by the way, the ejection in that game of uh, of uh, Schroeder that was ridiculous. I mean, they they called a, a double technical when Draymond Green stuck the ball in his face, like he didn't do anything. And the guy sticks the, the Draymond Green goes Draymond puts the ball right up on his nose, and he just kind of smacked it away. He gets a tech too, but it was his second tech, so he was ejected. Didn't end up, you know, hurting the game at all or affecting the game. They won by twenty, but I thought that was some pretty bad officiating in that Lakers Warriors game on Friday night. But same, uh, uh, same Final Four from the bubble year. Ooh, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think we've all tried to forget the bubble year. Well, that's that, that was a Mickey Mouse championship for the Lakers. <laughs> yes. That year, so. But it's the same Final Four. You're right. Lakers. Denver, Nuggets, Denver, Miami. yeah, and then the Heat and the Celtics, mm-hmm. and all that culture down in Miami. Who did the who did the Lakers beat? Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. They're with uh, Eric Spoelstra's by far the best coach left, though. Who's never yeah. won a Coach of the Year, by the way? That's ridiculous. You know that Eric Spoelstra's never won a Coach of the Year. 
I remember when it was the Heatles and it was LeBron and uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, he was kind of seen as this, this good-looking you know, figure. Yeah, figure he's not, he wasn't the guy that was going to win dude, for him, help him win, but he did. That dude is a tremendous coach uh, and, and builder of culture. I think he's tremendous. He and Pat Riley together have something special going to Miami. Don't doubt them in that series with Miami. I wanted to play this for you, Buck, because it's an interesting piece of sound from uh, – uh, so you remember the the Pro Bowl tackle Andrew Whitworth? Uh, the yes. Late with the he was with the Bengals forever, and then won a Super Bowl with the LA Rams and retired. He, he was on the Rich Eisen show last week, uh, talking. And this, if you're a Cowboys fan, and you got Micah Parsons on your team, uh, the Cowboys, of course, kind of fortunate to draft him with the twelfth pick a couple drafts ago. They have something special. And listen to Whitworth talking about uh, the extent that Micah Parsons is going to improve. Already dominating the league, but uh, the, the steps he's taking to try to get better. He reached out this offseason and said, man, would you have any interest in coming down where I train and working with me? And just, you know, I, you know, obviously you're going to have D-line coaches. You're going to have things you're going to learn from edge rush guys that you've been around. He's like, but I have the mentality. I want to practice against somebody who's really elite at being my opponent. And I want to get what's that feedback from that person and what is – why, why would he shoot his hands on this player? Why would he jump me in this scenario? So we watched a lot of tape of situational football, the different drops quarterbacks take, and why the tackle takes a certain set or uses his hands a certain way. And uh, it was really fun. It was it was really uh, igniting for me. I was telling Sean McVay last night when I was coming back. Like, I was full sweat. I feel like I'm coaching out there, just having fun, uh, getting excited, just talking ball, man. I love this game. It's changed my life, and uh, I look forward to seeing how it changes other guys' lives. So to get to be a part of somebody like Micah Parsons' journey and just do something to help him in any way I can. Uh, it was it was fun for me. Ooh, there you go. There's uh, Andrew Whitworth. That's pretty impressive, right? I mean, Mike is a young player. We know he loves the game, but you know he he's freakishly athletic. We know that, but that's that's impressive, Buck. That a young guy has taken it upon himself to call a guy like Whitworth and say, "Hey, come down and let's work out. I want to get better." Uh, this guy, the sky is the limit for this dude uh, for what he can be because not only has he got the freakish athleticism. He's got an inner drive to be the best. Well, there's no doubt. And he wants to be the best quick. He wants to be the best in a hurry. You're not looking for five years down the road where people say, well, now he's into his, his best. No, he wants to get better and be well, the best the, what, what, coming what up in the next two years. Well, and he's already been among – whenever you watch the Cowboys now, he's the best player on the field every game. I mean, he's just – you can't not see him, you know, living in the backfield and, and making plays and chasing people down. Well, now you're hearing that he's, he's refining that ability, right? That's what the great ones do. They already have the God-given athleticism and the freakish traits, but then they just keep working on it. They keep trying to you know, find the holes in their game and um, you'll get better. That's, I mean, he's almost unblockable as is, and now he wants to become more unblockable uh, with the assistance of a, a Hall of Fame you know, left tackle to be. Uh, really, really impressive with Micah Parsons. But as we said earlier, Dan Quinn at the rookie minicamp over the weekend for the Cowboys did set the record straight because Micah – said he's he's making a full-time switch to defensive end. Dan Quinn said uh, he's a pass-rushing linebacker. If you ever need position changes, come to me. What I think is possibly trying to say is I'm emphasizing some pass rush in my offseason. So Dan Quinn saying, no, no, we're yeah, not Yeah, because moving. if the Cowboys see there's a, a running back in there, that when everybody gets covered up and that running back has got to take on Micah Parsons, he's going inside. He's going to be doing a lot of rushing against that running back. Who's got to be the guy who has to pick him up? Dan Quinn probably wants to hold his cards to his chest too here, not give away sure. all this, the strategy going into the yeah, year. I'm sure Micah, Micah Parsons. at least texted Micah Parsons or called him after that comment that he made here in Austin, working out at the collective, saying, "Hey, I'm going full time." Hey, Micah, can you keep 
team secrets to, to the team. Let's not be talking about position changes. Just say you're working out and getting better. Which, well, we know Jerry would have would have said well, something eventually. Well, yeah, you've already got an owner that can't keep his mouth shut and says everything that's going on. Shows the media is the draft board and <laughs> right. you know, all those exactly. kind of things. I love it. But uh, Micah Parsons, man, uh, th- that's a bet. I mean, he's the odds favorite to be the defensive player of the year. And, gosh, who wouldn't, who wouldn't bet on him? I mean, that's... And on that defense where Dan Quinn's going to weaponize him and there's there's dudes all over the all over the field, um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence on the other side, and they drafted Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Um, you know, DeMarvion Overshone now a member of that Dallas Cowboys defense. So a lot to like on the defensive side and a lot to like about Micah Parsons. All right, so there's some coaches' corner conversations off the NFL. Mini, can you see Bijan in his number seven? Looking good. So oh, yeah. One-handed catch. Um, they're they're kind of lining. If you watch the rookie minicamp video from Atlanta, not surprising, but you know they're gonna they're they're gonna use him as a wide receiver. They're gonna put Mike uh, Bijan Robinson all over the field. Because they already have that other kid running, don't they? Yeah, the thousand yard rusher. Yeah, uh, and Cordell Patterson, uh, Algiers. But they ran the ball more than anybody in football yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna be a matchup problem if Desmond Ritter, their young quarterback, you know, can can find the the, the mismatch. With with Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bijan and, and Algier. Algier's a kid out of BYU who's just a mm-hmm. just a smasher, man. He is a physical running back. And yeah, Corderell Patterson. I mean, they've got some they've got some uh some Swiss Army knives on that offense. It's kinda of like the Cowboys on defense. Where it's just, you know, positionless and they're just freaky athletic. Uh so yeah, Bijan, that should be fun this year. And by the way, Bijan is the odds favorite to win the NFL's rookie of the year. Really? Yeah. Not Bryce Young? No quarterbacks. So it's Bijan. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of carries. But if one of those quarterbacks has a halfway decent year, they're they're gonna win that. You think so? Oh yeah, it's a good. Uh, the quarterback always takes priority. I think just I mean the NFL wants to, you know, push those guys a little bit harder than they would a Bijan. Well, I would let, think. And let's not forget for Bryce Young, if you're making that bet in Vegas, you know the the Carolina Panthers weren't the worst team in the league last year, right? They traded up from they nine. They good defense, and they finished second place in their division. That's why the Cowboys are playing them in, that, in the, the schedule that came out. Uh, they finished second in that South, and uh, they just had bad quarterback play. But they've got a good defense, and Brian Burns off yep. the edge. They've got uh, – they, they, they traded away. They, they got, traded D.J. Moore. They got Miles Sanders. But they brought in Adam Thielen, and they brought in Miles Sanders at running back. And um, they're, they're, they're a team that, that – it's not, it's not the Texans, and it's not you know the Bears. I mean, they're not No, terrible. they needed a quarterback to guide them. Yeah. So Bryce Young – the point of that is Bryce Young has a chance to succeed. Pretty early if, if that would be go my well. pick if you're picking rookie of the year. All right, uh, Bijan the odds favorite, Micah the odds favorite for defensive player of the year. Uh, we'll come back. It's a good, bad, and ugly Monday here on BNA. Taking your good, your bad, your ugly from the weekend. Uh, we'll get to some more uh, college and pro football news. Also the baseball side of things with the Longhorns. Longhorns could finish in first place in the Big Twelve in the regular season, all the way down to seventh, based on the results of this coming weekend. We'll preview it next. It's Bucky and Aaron. Monday on the horn, good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. As our friend CB on the text line reminds us, the last Longhorn to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, Vince Young. Vince Young with the Tennessee Titans way back in 2006. Am I correct on that? 2006? Yeah, with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Bijan, odds favorite to win that. Uh, uh, a good, bad, and ugly Monday, Buck. The the good LeBron and the Lakers, of course. Jason Tatum, a 51-point game seven yesterday. What a um, magnificent performance. Jason Day, final round 62 to win up there in McKinney at the Byron Nelson. 
And how about Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops, Buck. The Arlington Come Avengers. Come on, man. The Arlington Avengers, champions of the X. That championship guy. Stoops adds that to his trophy case, along with some Big 12 championships, a national championship. Yeah, they, they were the underdog in that, apparently. And they beat the D.C. United, D.C. something or other. I don't remember. D.C. Did you watch it, Ty? I've been Ty watch. XFL? You probably had money on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody's calling Ty right now on the phone. Uh, so thanks calling. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the XFL championship belongs to Bob Stoops and the Arlington Avengers. Congratulations, Boy, FC coach. Austin's got to get it going. Austin FC's got to get it cranking. This is this is not taking advantage of your you know your last think, year's the think, role that you're on last year. You should have. I, I mean, think at this point eight games. Yeah, because the bad, the good was there. The bad certainly John Morant, and he's been suspended again. His troubling behavior continues. Sixers and Warriors out, and yeah, Austin FC winless in their last eight matches. Man, uh, and ugly doing it. And yeah, on Saturday night they lost the Dallas FC one nil, and Rodney Redis um, with two ugly yellow cards that were just bad judgment. I mean, bad fouls, slide, slide tackles that knock him out of the game. He yep. takes a red, and now you're playing a man down for most of the second half, and you're already struggling. Now one of your one of your key guys just really dumb, and next thing you know, you're, you're playing 11 on 10, and you end up losing 1-0. The, uh, Dallas FC got the winning goal in the 89th minute. I mean, it was right at the end of the match, and uh, they take it, but that just continues the problems. They're going to play Wednesday night, Josh Wolf's team up in uh, – Seattle. Seattle, yeah. The Sounders. Right. I think we're far enough into the year to say this isn't just a bad stretch. This might, just might be a bad soccer team. Yes. Axe him. Axe Wolf. Oh, see, yeah, the, the, the fire Josh time? Wolf. Well, this is kind of like the NBA where Monty Williams was coach of the year one year and then gets the fired. even worse. I know. I mean. Oh, you, no, they don't You can have around. a bad week and you'll get, <laughs> you'll get fired. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Austin FC was among the best teams in the league last year, the most fun to watch. And just um, you know, what, a, what a recovery. Oh, your from, expectations were with a couple – Oh, yeah. Other guys on this team, it would even be better. And we know that they had the offseason, you know, um, Claudio Reyna situation, which got ugly with the national team. He's no longer with the team at all now, right? No. When, when Claudio Reyna, who helped, was the, was part of the, the architecture of this franchise, building the team and building the roster, when uh, his situation with his son and the national team and that whole deal, uh, he's now not even listed on the website. Like, he, when, when they removed him as the... Sporting manager. Yeah, that slowly disappeared, didn't it? Well, he was he was going to stay on it as an advisor or whatever. Now he's not even with the team, so that's that's been hanging there. And uh, yeah, Josh Wolf, it's just not the same team. It's a lot of the same players. It's just not. Uh, well, they added guys that were supposed to right. make this team even better. And Jossie, that's what I mean. Josie Sardes. They were trying to ride the wave. Ragoni. Yeah, I mean it. It really it's defensively on the back line with the center backs. It just hasn't. Well, him, Ring what, is playing in all kinds of positions yeah, now. But he's he, one of the older guys on that team. He's he's a he's a central defender. He's not a center back, and he's having to play out of position right. because of injury. And we've lost a few guys yeah. in the back line. Well, and now Jerusi's out. He's hurt with a groin, so he didn't play the other night. So yeah, it seems like when they when the defense has coughed up some games that they, and then they score some goals, and it's just been a bad team. Been a bad team this year. I know coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, Glenn Davis will have uh, Soccer Matters with a full in-depth conversation. But, yeah, that's part of the bad and, and really getting getting to be part of the ugly of uh, the season because we're, we're pretty deep into this season now and they have another match on Wednesday night out there in Seattle against the Sounders. I'd also put on the bad heap on a Monday, Stetson Bennett. Do you realize Stetson Bennett, he won two national championships at Georgia? You know he's 26 years old now. Because we were talking about congratulations to everybody that graduated over the mm-hmm. weekend. He's older than me. You know who hasn't graduated yet? 
Frank uh, Stetson Bennett. Oh, he hasn't. He doesn't have his degree yet from Georgia. How long was he there, Todd? He doesn't have his bachelor's. That's that's the that's what it says right here. Mm. What the heck's he been doing? He's on the Ty Henderson plan. Been partying those championships. What do you got? You got no time for school. Yeah, Stetson's like, what do you mean? Play yeah. school? Come on. Come on, man. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, you know who did graduate this weekend? The 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 famous sayer of that quote, Cardale Jones. Remember the f- former Ohio no, State quarterback? No, he got his degree. Who's who's Good for confirmed? We think we're play. We play school. We don't play school. We play football. No, he he graduated over the weekend. What was his nickname? Like Shotgun Cardale? I don't know. Uh, something. I remember when he burst on the scene when Ohio State when Tom Herman was still there and they he won went, three games. Yeah, and we, we, got hey, drafted. Third R- string quarterback. Ricky told me he was coming here to win the Heisman Trophy. He never told me he was coming here to graduate. Took he was like thirty eight, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, look, Stetson will graduate eventually, degree. but he was there for like four, five or six years. What's he doing? He's watching film. I mean, at some He's point, winning national championships. He can get his at degree. At some point, you'll stumble into a kinesiology degree or something <laughs> while you're there. <laughs> Do you have to be a full-time student to play college athletics, I don't or can know you anymore. take like It all depends on where you one are. Class. I don't really know. I don't anymore. know. You can do stuff online. You can, you can pretend to, to be a student. You can make it through. 12 Gauge was his nickname. 12 Gauge. How many guys? When was the last time you heard a guy getting kicked out of a, a major Alabama or Georgia because he didn't go to class? I mean, they get warned. They get the, you know, like I'm I. I'm not saying Stetson Bennett didn't go to class. That's, I'm just saying he hasn't, apparently hasn't finished yet. Well, yeah. I mean, he's on the Ty Henderson plan. Yeah. I mean, it works. It works for some people. <laughs> hey, the guy's playing for the Rams and he's got two new two natties and he'll never buy a meal or a drink in Athens no. ever again. Well, the, the story came out last year about uh, with an, a, a restaurant in Athens where he went to dinner and then they got the check and he like was freaked out because they were charging him for it. That, that was a big. There's been a few scenarios with that where he's been a little entitled and and not nice to to service. You know, people Ooh. working in the rush, restaurant industry. Okay, oh, you're gonna get a booger. Well, you're gonna get a booger in there Stetson, somewhere. The frat boy Stetson. They'll be another titled maybe. Hey, be another story. He'll be fine where he is because he'll be he'll be playing a lot of football where he is. Yeah, right now with the LA Rams, if Matt Stafford yeah, gets hurt, believe me, he'll be playing. You think Matt Stafford won't get hurt even if he's supposedly healthy for the season there? Hey, by the way, I said Austin Stetson Benning get because he's the only quarterback behind. They, him. they have John Wofford. Yeah, that guy's played games, started games, playoff games, playoff games, playoff games, playoff. playoff. Uh, by the way, Arlington Renegades. My apologies. I said Arlington Avengers. People were fired up about that. I mean, there, we might have some X, 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 XFL fans out there. Do you have, uh, by the way, hashtag Wolves lost the team. Oh, yeah, we got another another hashtag. I guess the uh, the Verde fan club are coming out. Uh, fire Josh Wolf all over the text line. Oh, no, it'll be there. Well, 0-4-4, oh, four four, in eight matches, there are 24 points available. You've only claimed four in the last eight matches. That's... That's falling behind. You're 12th in the West now. And, yeah, it's a long season, but still, it's a really long stretch of bad soccer uh, for the Austin for Austin FC. Yeah, Arlington Renegades. My apologies, Bob Stoops. Beat I, I like the Avengers. I thought that was a better name. <laughs> if you're going to call yourself Arlington and not Dallas. You got, like, a Marvel sponsor. Which I'm not, When did they change it to Arlington? Weren't they Dallas when it started? The Dallas no. Renegades? It's always been Arlington. Oh. Because somebody said, what if the XFL champs played the USFL champs? Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe they should do that. And the winner gets the NFL. <laughs> the winner gets, the, gets promoted. To go, like the, the Premier League? Yeah, and the last place team in the NFL The winner replaces down. the Texans. No, just That would be cool. I've always wanted something like the Premier like, League deal? In one of the major sports in the huh. U.S., they need to have a, a relegation system like that. I think it'd work in baseball or maybe even hockey. This guy says Stetson will flame out faster than Johnny Manziel did. Oh, man, Johnny football. Well, there was expectations for Johnny Manziel. I, I have zero expectations for Stetson Bennett. 
Sean McVay likes him. Sean McVay, they drafted him in the fourth round. Some people didn't think he was going to get drafted. He just wants a dude to go out with. <laughs> Probably get so. Get him free drinks. Seems yeah. like a nice, Watch nice fellow. Watch film at the crib, you know. He's like a nice guy to Because you know he'll be watching that film? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the... Stetson Bennett had to watch film because he's not a he's not an athletic beast or anything like that. He'll play. <laughs> Here's the tech. Here's the, the tweet I saw. Stetson Bennett, despite being in college since 2017, has not graduated from UGA. Cardale Jones actually retweeted the tweet and said, "Buddy, definitely wasn't playing school." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you get called out for Cardale Jones for not going to class. That's tough, man. That's ugly on a good, bad, and ugly Monday. That's that's terrible. You know it's not terrible, Buck, but what's predictable? Big game James Harden. No showing in big game seven. That hurt. Not good. Not good. Uh, and now, remember all the chatter's been that he's going to try to get back to the Rockets? Come on. I'm like, come on now. You're, you you got Ime Udoka. You're building something potentially. Better strip clubs in Houston. Because you know that NFL, that NFL, NBA draft lottery is what, tomorrow night? I think it's it's like at halftime of night. one of the conference final games. It's tomorrow night, yeah, seventeenth. Today, no, is it seventeenth or sixteenth? Sixteenth. All right, so that's tomorrow night. So after, I think it's either before or at halftime of the of the uh, Nuggets Lakers series, and it's a big draft lottery. This Victor Wenbanyama out of uh, France yeah. is the big name. He's seven foot five, uh, but you know, remember when Yao Ming came in and he was the giant? But this guy, if you see film of Wenbanyama, he looks like Kevin Durant. He's silky smooth. He doesn't look like he's seven foot five, but he is. He's got this great long, long wingspan. So he can handle the ball. I mean, some people compare. This is huge. They say he's kind of a cross between Giannis and Kevin Durant. Like he's the Greek freak athletically and size, and but then he can shoot it, just straight up stroke it like uh, like Durant with a with a pretty shot. So he is, you know, probably the number one first pick prize in a long time. Um, since when, Ty? I guess Zion Williamson was a lot of hype, but this one's even more. He than has that. more hype than Zion, I'd say. I probably. Since LeBron. Well, let's keep in mind, the Rockets and the Spurs and the Detroit Pistons have the exact same odds to win that first pick. 3% chance for the Mavericks. And a 3% chance for the Mavericks. So you're saying there's a chance. That's, that's more than I expected. You yeah. know? We've seen crazier. I see since Big Mac was sidelined from you know the little mini camps that they had with the rookies, I was expecting to see Jerry Jones in bike shorts and like coaching them up, like on the field coaching. He didn't come. He didn't come and coach at all. He's getting. He's Let Dan Quinn do all this stuff. Is he too old for that? Oh, somebody said Wofford was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. Yeah, it's just he's just that's the only guy. Stetson Bennett is it. Well, good luck, Stetson. Yeah. Tampa Bay is stacking quarterbacks up over there. Got Baker, Trask. Baker's going to get his. Wofford. This is the last stop on the bus stop coming up. Mayfield. Yeah, I don't know. He could work himself into like a Colt McCoy role. Well, yeah, if he just wants to to embrace being a backup, I think he'd be a, a quality backup for a team for sure. Um, but you know, um, he was the former number one overall pick. It's like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is still looking for work. He's out there in Los Angeles working out apparently, and hasn't found a gameful employment as an NFL quarterback. But uh, so there's some good, bad, and ugly on a busy Monday. Good stuff right there. We'll take your thoughts on the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Coming up in hot or not, Ty will lead us through some topics we've missed halfway through this show, including a woman who woke up. You think you're having a bad day? I got to get you this lady in New Jersey woke up to a bank issue. We'll tell you about it coming up on Beanie. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not? Is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. 
Oh, plenty of uh, hot and not over the weekend. Weather was a little of both. Flood-like conditions on Saturday morning and overnight, and then uh, just kind of a wet week continues. Still uh, chances of some flash flooding tonight with some more round of rain running through uh, the area, so be advised of that on the uh, also not hot side, Bob. How about this lady in New Jersey? This would be a bad day. Jersey woman woke up to find that her bank account had a negative balance of $100 billion. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, kind of hard to get from her, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, bank said uh, mistaken somebody with her recently deceased husband, but uh, she's... She's not real happy. $100 billion overdrawn. That's not good. Can't take what you never had, can you? Also, not sure how this is going to work, but a dog park in Montreal, a dog park, mind you, has officially banned barking. Yeah, see, that should go under stupid people with, with, Morant, now with Morant right there. That's, that's just stupid. They're fining people up to $2,000 for an infraction. Like, your dog can't bark at a dog park. I'd like to see the volunteer that they tasked. Oh with yeah, walking up to people, being like, "Excuse me, excuse me." Here's your um, ticket. Here's your ticket for your dog barking. Oh who's the God. Who's the uh, the mall cop that's in in charge of policing that? No, oh, you know goodness. that was one one person who was pissed off about that and took that to the to the high went to the city council probably. And I will say, because dogs are more and more prevalent in our you know they go everywhere now. But but if your dog is unruly, kind of like your own kid, if it's unruly, you need to be able. There has to be. I'm not saying you should be fine for a dog, but if you have an incessantly barking dog, I guess I would see that. We were having lunch uh, not long ago, Buck, over, you know, downtown on uh, on Congress there at Hueros, at Hueros, the Mexican restaurant, uh, sitting outside right on the sidewalk, enjoying a lovely day on South Congress on a Sunday afternoon. And there was this this group of young ladies sitting across from us, and there there were three girls, and, and one of them had a dog. And the dog was sitting under her chair, a little dog, and the dog would bark at every little dog that walked by. Everyone. Like, it would just go crazy. And it's like, dude. Leave that dog in your purse you somewhere. leave the dog at home or something? Or at least, and, and she was so oblivious. Like, she wasn't even looking up to see if a dog was coming. It didn't even bother her that her dog was disrupting everything every time a dog walked by, which is like every 15 seconds there's a dog cruising through there. But it's like, but you can't, I don't know if you can find people for your dog barking at a dog I don't dog think bark. so. Can That'd you? be kind of tough. Well, that's, this is Canada. This is Canada. Mon- Montreal. I see enough of it here in America. You don't have to go to Canada. So you said, Ty, your mom, who joined the show on Friday for a Yo Mama joke, which was tremendously d- delivered. She did a great job. Jenny, you said she was a little bit embarrassed by the whole thing. Uh, she she thought her, her jokes weren't up to par, but I, I told her she did a good job. And now she's kind of a legend on the Wagner Wire. I, yeah, at the, <laughs> horn, at the horn in general, I think. The Wagner Wire. Everybody wants her Instagram. That's good. Uh, well, happy Mother's Day to her, my mom, and uh, and all the moms out there. What you what you got for us, Ty? And hot or not? Uh, well, first, I have two things. So, last n- or two nights ago, while I was in Dallas, with my mom she showed me. Have you all ever heard of ear candles? Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. It's basically it's it's like a a cloth that's wrapped up that you stick in your ear, and then you set the the top of it on fire. And you sit there for like 10 minutes, and it draws all the earwax out of your ear. Oh, yeah, okay. I've seen something like that, yep. Wow. Did it work? Yeah. Did you and get I a, lot of- a lot of earwax in my ears. So, that throwing mean- that out there, I'm a big ear candle guy now, so I'll be promoting that from here so on So your out. mom sucked the earwax out of your ears with candles? <laughs> she used a tube or something? Her boyfriend, just- her boyfriend actually showed me. It just, it's it mean, easy? It's easy, yeah. You just lay down, get someone to light it, and it's literally like a spark. What about your hair? You okay uh, with that? I was a little worried, but it it was safe. 
It was safe. And where does all the wax go? It just pulls it out into the funnel. And then, uh, and then of course, you have to, like, unroll it after you're done to see see the results. And You have to look at it. Uh, yes. Yes. And it was it was a lot, to say the least. Uh, but my other story for today is uh, on May 19th, the remake of White Men Can't Jump is coming out. Y'all, were y'all, have you seen the first one with Woody Harrelson? Wesley yes, of course. Okay, so this is uh, uh, Jack Harlow and Lance Reddick. You know, either of those people are. Jack no. Harlow is a rapper. He's he's the white man who cannot jump. Uh, he came out with a song about Tyler Hero a few years ago that okay. kind of boosted him into popularity. But will you be seeing this? It's exclusively on Hulu starting May 19th. This is a movie I will not see. Yeah, it's probably good. There's a good chance. That's one I will not see. Now, the first one is a classic. Yes. Classic film. Not big on the remakes. Not this one. With Matthew McConaughey's brother, Woody Harrelson. (laughs) Yes. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes and Rosie Perez. That's a great film. I love that movie. Still funny. We going Sizzla. We going Sizzla. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great film. I'm probably not watching this one. This is one I probably, no, this is. I thought I'd throw it out there. People know it's coming out. I will, I, probably, going, I will be going to see the remake of Little Mermaid. I'm just going to say Jack Harlow seems That's like right. one of those guys that has a really good agent. Like I don't know how's he getting. What is he? What's he talented? He's at? a rapper. Is he good? I mean, he, for a white boy, it's like Nick Cannon. You know Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon has no like. He's but, a good MC. And, and Nick Cannon has an eleven. MC. And Nick Cannon. I saw this over the weekend. Nick Cannon does have eleven children. It's a story in the LA Times. Nick Cannon has eleven kids, but he's. He's worth $100 million. From doing what? How much a year do you think the child support that is? That's all right. He's got it. Mass singer. It's and millions of dollars every year. Was he like a child star on Nickelodeon or something? Yep. Really? Was he? I think so. I don't know, man. Nick Cannon. 100 mil. 100 mil. All right. We'll be back. We'll get the uh, good, bad, and ugly back on track, plus your headlines. Longhorn Baseball. Got to get back into that story. Longhorns could win the Big 12 championship this weekend. They also could finish seventh in the conference. It's B.A.D. on the Horn.